What it do, baby boo? This one's crazy. Let's get fresh with Jules and Jess. What's up, ladies? Coach Jess and Jules. I hope everybody is off to an awesome Friday. Welcome back to Get Fresh, honey. We're getting fresh, y'all. It's happening. Or we already got fresh. I don't know. I was going to say, Jules is fresh off of like a two-week vacay, so you know she's feeling extra fresh. Oh, I'm definitely real fresh. Um, You know what's so funny about the word fresh? Um, I don't know if it was just my mom that used this, but when she would like discipline me when I was like a little kid or when I would get in trouble as a kid, she would always say, you're being fresh. Did your parents ever say that to you? Oh, absolutely. It'd be like, you're skating on thin ice. You have a real fresh mouth right now. If my mom could just hear me now. It's so funny though, because it's like, why is that? Why is fresh used in that way? Like I would never say to somebody like, Jess, you're being fresh right now. Like, well, let's wait till Julie, the mom comes out. Also, I'm sorry, but I have to ask, did you get your nose pierced? Yes. Do you see? I I mean, nobody on the podcast can see, but I literally, so, um, I got this like wild hair probably like a few days ago. Like it was really maybe even like a week ago. And I was like, oh, I really miss my nose piercing. Like I used to love having my nose pierced. I got it done when I was 18, right after volleyball season ended. I went with a bunch of friends and we all got our nose pierced and I had it in until I was applying for jobs in college. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I need to take this out. I don't know. Like they always say that you need to do that or, oh, you need to cover your tattoos. I really don't think most employers really actually care. But anyway, I was like, I can't risk it. I don't have a job lined up. Like I'm basically already graduated. Like I need a job. So I don't need to not get hired because of my nose ring. So I took it out and then I just never put it back in and it ended up closing. So yeah, I was honestly like yesterday afternoon, I had a super slow day for the first time. And I don't even know how long went over to the mall, just was literally moseying around the mall. I think I went in every freaking store in that mall. I got like basically nothing, by the way, nothing fit me. It was kind of frustrating. We could talk about that later. And I was like looking at my clock and I'm like, I got two hours until my next meeting. Let me just go find a tattoo shop. And then on my way to the tattoo shop, I was like, should I call Chris and tell him? And then I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to just see how long it takes him to notice. So then anyway, a lot of you, a lot of you, all of you have already seen because you all watch all of my Instagram stories, obviously, <laughs> but, um, some of you may have seen the saga. I'm actually going to turn it into a TikTok, by the way. So that's happening. I, I was thinking about it. so many people were like, you need to highlight this. This was so funny, but basically Chris did not notice. He straight up looked at me numerous times. He was even close to my face multiple times on the side where my nose is pierced did not notice, did not say anything. And then we were laying in bed last night. Well, he had texted me and said, what did you buy from a tattoo shop? Well, I'm a rookie and I freaking put it on our joint card. So I, he texted me during the happy hour last night. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get found because of a stupid mistake. Anyway. So we're laying in bed and he's like, why would you buy a gift card? I lied. And I said, it was a gift card. He was like, why would you buy a gift card for $61 and 90 cents? I was like, oh, there was a service fee. And then he was like, well, wait, what's wait, a person? Wait. So was he looking you in the face when he said that? It was dark. It was, we were now laying in bed. So oh. the lights were off. It was dark. And, um, and then he said, but what is someone going to even get with $60 at a tattoo shop? Like a dot on their foot. 
And I was like, well, it doesn't have to be for a tattoo. It could be for a piercing or anything like that. Silence. It was literally silent. I could hear the tick, 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 <laughs> ding. And he goes, did you get your nose pierced? And I thought about it and I was like, do I lie? Do I keep it going? Do I say no? What do I do? How do I handle this? And then I just was like quiet and I didn't say anything. And then I started laughing because it had been quiet for too long. And then he was like, no way you did not. And I like reached over, turned the light on. Boom. He was like, I was, and then I like made sure I grabbed my phone so I could get his reaction right as the light turned on. Anyway, the whole thing was gold. The guy's a little bit of an idiot. We love him for it. It's fine. <laughs> they, heard, um, they heard on the last po podcast, they've already made their own opinion. This is true. You formed your own opinions about it. Someone messaged me after that podcast and they said, Chris, uh, they quoted Chris and they said, I'm married. I don't need to look good naked. And I <laughs> think that that's a whole mood really. So um, that says that I'm not even married. Um, wait, so did it, were you guys dating when you had your nose pierced yeah. the first time or had you already taken it out before you went to college? No, I, I had it in. So, okay. um, so he like, that's what he said. He was like looking at me today now. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I love it so much. He was like, you look just like you looked when we started dating. Cause you know, I'm thinner. I'm closer to the weight that I was when we started dating. I weighed 180 pounds when we started dating yeah. and had my nose ring in. And so he's like, Oh my gosh, it just like, is kind of like, bringing me back a little bit. So it's, it's kind funny of because I'm literally, I was sitting here looking at you for the first couple of minutes and I was like, did she have that before? Or is that new? Because it does fit your face so well, yeah. which no tea, no shade, but like you're Jewish, I'm Italian. Typically like we got the big nose gang. So we don't want to emphasize that, but it looks so good. It really well, does. It, it's funny you say that too. Cause when we initially all got our piercings, you know, I went to a Jewish high school and so obviously like, I mean, honestly, really though, my friends didn't really, I probably had a bigger nose than all my friends. And I was like talking to them and I'm like, but I have a big nose guys. Like, do I really want to like draw attention to it? And they were like, no, it'll just embellish it. It's cute. It fits your face. I'm like, okay. So anyway, I actually love it on my face. Like, and you just wouldn't think somebody with a bigger nose would really look good with it. But my goal is that I want to be like super edgy and cute. And I want like a really tiny thin hoop that like, you know, the one that like touches Yay. the edge of your nostril, like it's very thin. You almost do a double take. Is there something there? That's what I want. Um, but it'll be, she said, probably like it could be two to three months. She said it could even be six months before I can even change it. So I got to just chill with what it is now. Well, it's very cute. And I have to say this because I've been seeing this everywhere online because I've fallen into a TikTok hole. I live there now. Since I deleted all my other social media, I live on TikTok. Um, if I'm yes. on social media. Okay. You're going to finish your thought and then I'm going to tell you something about that. Yes. Okay. So I've been seeing all these TikToks recently and they talk about how, um, back when me and you were in college, that age, you know, it was like, you can't even have a picture of a red solo cup on your Facebook because if there's a picture, oh you're, yes. you're going to get fired or you're not going to be able to have your job. And it's like, now people <laughs> do these TikToks basically blasting their work, whatever it is. They have pictures, they've got videos. You could just find stuff of everybody anywhere. And I'm like, man, I kind of, like, I'm glad I didn't, but it would have been kind of nice to grow up in that era where like, you didn't have to worry about covering up your tattoos and your nose piercings and your yeah. red solo cups. So I just, that's yeah. what I thought. I and you know, even a lot of companies are actually, I just read an article today about how Amazon is actually not doing drug tests anymore for marijuana. Huh. And they were like, the article said like, how do you feel about this? And it was on like our local news channel. So, you know, it's like 
always like really ignorant comments on those threads, <laughs> but every comment was like, I don't care as long as my package gets here in two days. And you can't judge somebody's character, whether they smoke marijuana or not. And it's legal in 35 states. So why are we not letting people have jobs that are completely qualified? Anyway, so it's just kind of interesting. It, the world has totally changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say some of these kids on TikTok, they post things. I'm like, do you have a mom? Oh, do you have like that. family that's going to say, I don't know. Maybe people think that about me. Like what does she have? Pa- pa- I don't know. Okay. I mean, Jess, I have to say. Oh, go ahead. Go Sorry. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, you're talking to someone who I know I've said this on this podcast that my mom only let me listen to radio Disney until I was 14. So it's fine. <laughs> I was not going to the candy shop. I was not shaking my Laffy Taffy. Okay. Thank you. She was not shaking the Laffy Taffy. That is so funny. So I have to say, Jess, people were worried about you. Like I've gotten multiple messages from people like, is Jess okay? I just went to go like, look at her um, OTF reels and she's gone. Like, do you know if she's all right? Can you check on her? And that's why I texted you yesterday. I was like, are you okay? Cause I, it was like more than one person that had reached out and I was like, okay, I got to check on her. And I also feel like a jerk. Cause I didn't notice you were gone. So you were like, yeah, I've been gone for a week. I was like, oh my bad. <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny. First of all, wow. What an amazing community. Like that means so much that people recognize because it is kind of nice like to know someone did look for you or like, you know, oh, what's she been up to? I haven't heard from her in a while, but um yeah that's just part of something I've been trying to shift my perspective a lot and this is what we're kind of going to talk about on this podcast too everyone but just that you know holy hell it's June like when did that happen we blinked and it happened and I just had a very big self-evaluation on like where I was with my goals and what I had planned on accomplishing this year and I was like just shocked and so off track with where I was so I said let me clear my mind. Let me clear my focus. And that's going to start with me just taking like a purge off of social media. And I know for you, you know, you'll take a couple days off or a weekend off here and there you unplug. And that does so much for you mentally, just where you're resetting. And so I was like, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to go for at least two weeks and just kind of see how I feel and use that time to spend it somewhere else, whatever it is. But I will say I do miss it because I've been making all these funny like orange theory TikToks and I'm like I want to share them I want to post them on my Instagram but I'm like just hold off a couple like just prove I got to prove it to myself you know what I mean yeah well you made a you made a commitment to yourself you made a promise to yourself so you got to follow through with it it's fine Um, and now you've said it on this podcast so now we all are going to be waiting and watching to see if you hold out your end of the deal you got another week left so yep um, I was go all the way through June and then I was like it's hard it really is hard because especially in our, both of our jobs, being connected with people is such a big part of our jobs. And I feel, and I'm sure you feel the same way that you pour so much into other people that it's like you get offline to pour into yourself and then you feel like you're dropping the ball. Like I'm not able to celebrate my members' milestones. I'm not able to post things to, you know, pick them up or little motivational blips, you know? And so it's interesting because it is a very, push and pull. I'm doing something for myself, but I also do kind of feel like, am I letting people down? Am I, you know what I mean? And that might just be egotistical or egocentric. Oh, it, and but. it's not, and it's actually, it's common. And I think it happens. I mean, I've had feedback from girls, even with their accountability partners. And they're like, I've been really busy lately. I've been kind of checked out. I haven't been there for my people. Like I normally am. And it's actually giving me anxiety because I feel like this pressure to be on and be on for people constantly And I mean, I even did a post about it too, where I had to look at myself in the mirror the other day and go, okay, hold on. We need to talk. That was my post. We need to talk. And it's just, what are you doing? You're you are so focused on 
serving other people that you're actually letting yourself down. So it was time for a total regroup and we can get into that because I think it's relevant towards our, our topic today. Um, should we just go ahead and uh, let's just do a real quick, like peak hit, just a real quick one. So you go first. Okay. So, um, my peak, I mean, things have honestly been really good. I'm feeling awesome with my fitness because I think that me taking the social media break has really allowed me to prioritize things. And so I'm feeling really good in a mental state. My low is actually really funny. I mean, okay. If anybody out there has experienced this, you understand, but I'm going to tell you that I, I went for my regular mole check. If y'all are not getting a mole check once a year, please use it as a sign to book an appointment with your dermatologist. And what if you don't have any moles though? What if you just have freckles? No, just go, just go get them checked because you know, what's crazy. They hide in between your toes, which is what I'm going to get to. They hide in between your toes. They hide in different crevices in the back of your armpits that like you can't see and you wouldn't expect it. What is that Jess? I'm showing her something on my hand. That's a flat freckle. The reason I made the appointment is because I've had moles and melanoma scares. Like when I was younger, just yeah. because our family is that it- moly Italian people. But anyways, so I'm like, okay, listen, I hate even, I hate even that I'm going to share this on this podcast, but maybe somebody is listening and they're like, me too, girl. Yeah. So I had this thing in between my <laughs> in between my toes. not even calling it anything it's just no a- not yet I'm gonna tell you what it is but yeah. I had this thing in between my toes and like I literally wear tennis shoes every single day I'm an avid runner I'm running you know around three miles a day whatever so I'm on my feet and my feet hurt and I've been having this pain and so I was kind of like you know what Jessica just go to the doctor and just ask because I am a terrible advocate for my own health so the lady like pulls my toes apart I'm on this freaking gurney table this giant light and she looks at me and she goes confirmed it's a corn I was like it is not a corn. Oh, not a corn uh, I was like am I 75 yeah like, you're 27 a corn I know I I'm literally ashamed to even say it out loud I was like I'm not gonna tell anybody this was a corn I'm gonna tell them I had a, a benign growth because I don't even like saying it out loud well dude it hurt so bad and so she like she's like okay, well, we're just going to remove it. Pulls out this razor, starts shaving the side off my freaking toe. I'm bleeding everywhere. She's like, you okay? You okay? And I'm not no little baby. So I'm sitting on the table like, I'm fine. She's pouring acid on my foot. It was a whole experience. It was awful. Um, so that's my low. I've never, I never ever thought that I would be somebody. I used to make fun of people like, oh, you go to the podiatrist for your corns. LOL. That's me now. So yep. I actually should invest in a podiatrist, but that's a conversation for later. Um, I don't have any corns though. I can confirm that I don't. Um, My, wait, yeah, you just said both. Okay. My um, peak is I'm fresh off of an amazing vacation. Honestly, probably one of the best trips I've ever taken. Um, Just so much fun. We kind of had two legs of our trip. First leg was with a couple friends Um, and we stayed at a, like kind of a little trashy hotel, like no offense. The hotel was fun. It was fine. I would go back there. How about that? Um, I'm just not much of a days in girl. Typically I'll just say that, but this days in was pretty legit. Can't even lie. had a really sweet pool with like waterfalls and it was right on the beach and we had a balcony and it was just really nice. Honestly, we were all like, Oh, we're going to go out one night, whatever. Do you think we made it out? No, we all like went to a nice dinner. We were all dressed up. Oh, we're going to go out after 
on the way home, they were like, should we just get ice cream and go home? I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, we should. Yes, my but we didn't do like, we literally didn't do anything. We laid on the beach. Um, one of my friends didn't take off work. So she worked the entire time. Um, wait, why am I saying one of my friends? A lot of you even know her. She's Alex, our say yes to stretch. So she was there. She worked the whole time though. It's fine. We love her anyway. Um, she, so, so yeah, then the second leg of the trip was actually with my, one of my sisters and her family, and she has five kids. Um, so there were nine of us and it was so fun. Like, honestly, it really was, it was so much fun spending time with the kids. There's never a dull moment. They're either laughing or screaming and there's really no in between. And it was just honestly a lot of fun. And we kept, (laughs) this is actually funny. So we kept playing, um, there's a restaurant down in Panama city called schooners. And, mm-hmm. um, so the six-year-old dreams Jackson. So she loves to play schooners. And if you're wondering what's playing schooners entails, basically she comes up to you and she goes, hello, my name is Jackson and I'll be your server today. What can I start you off with? And it's so cute. And she's actually weirdly so good at it. And it's funny because my sister's like sitting on the other side of the pool and she's like, you forgot to say your name make sure they know your name because you're going to be their server. So she's like coaching her, this future waitress. She's going to be a badass making all the tip money one day. And then I was like, I I'm like really good at just messing with the kids. And so I was like, Oh, this is the VIP section of the pool right here. So for the VIP section, you have to take our orders and then you have to give us foot rubs. So then all the kids were giving us foot rubs in the VIP section. Anyway, I need to have kids. I'm inspired to have children so that I can get served. They literally were bringing (laughs) us drinks. They weren't just bringing pretend drinks. They were sometimes, but I'd be like, no, 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 this is a restaurant. This is the VIP section. You got to go inside and get us a drink. So anyway, it was hilarious and just a great time. And I was like, yeah, really quick. Let's do our peak and pit. Then I take 900 hours on my peak. I just have a lot to say today. Okay. That's all. So that was my peak. My pit was that I had a really pretty strong realization about myself on this trip. And it is that my guilt is out of control. It's funny because I already kind of knew it because I've mentioned before I'm working with a coach, Lise. And the first day she was like, we got to release this guilt that you carry. I didn't even realize I had guilt. I mean, hereditarily, I probably do, right? Hereditarily, that's definitely not a word. I'm Jewish. Jewish guilt it's the same thing, you know, it's generational. Okay. So, but anyway, I realized I'm laying by the pool one day I'm in my hammock. I'm playing bingo on my phone and the kids are laughing and screaming. There's music playing. Like it's just everything anybody could ever want. It's perfection. And what am I sitting there thinking in my head? I should be doing something right now. I shouldn't be laying here. I need to go do something. I feel really bad that I'm not doing something. I'm so behind. I need to know, Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me. And it was just this like really heavy realization for me that like, I've got a lot of work to do still on myself and I am a high achiever in life. And so it can just be really hard to take the time to slow down and to not feel guilty about doing so. So that's what I'm, my new mission for myself is not feeling guilty and adding more rest into my everyday life because it's necessary. And I have been depriving myself of that. And I should not need a two week vacation to feel refreshed. Um, so that's the goal. I think that, um, it's interesting because there's two sides of it. And this is what I was thinking about when, like, I literally on Sunday, I think it was Sunday. I'm so screwed up because Memorial day. So I've been saying Monday is Tuesday and, you know, et cetera. 
but I think on the 31st, whatever day that was, I was coaching and I said, okay guys, so, uh, June 8th is the one mile benchmark. And I was like, that's, you know, a long time away. And I was like, oh my God, no, it's in literally a week. Uh, and I was like, how did we get to June so quickly? And that's, I think what kind of started my, my downward spiral panic of, oh my God, we're halfway through the year. I can remember literally sitting down with Julie for a new year's podcast, talking about our goals for the next year. And like, where are you at girl? Where the heck have you gotten in your goals? But I love that you said, um, you know, that you feel like you should be doing something. You have so much to accomplish and so much to do, but it's like, this is where, smart goals, which are time sensitive versus long-term goals. I think you need to take a minute to really sit down and evaluate the difference between the two, because when we're looking at a long-term goal, like you're saying self, not self-help, but self-progression, whatever it is, um, that should never have an end point, right? Like we should all constantly be working on ourselves to improve because when you focus on one thing, the other areas tend to lack. So then you kind of have this rotational consistent basis of just finding your happy place. But at the same time, we also have preached, especially I think in this program to have time sensitive goals or to have those small milestones that help you chip away at the larger goal. And so I think it's important to evaluate both of those because a, you don't want to feel defeated and B exactly what you just said. You don't want to feel the guilt of, I should be doing something more right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a very unsettling feeling because it was just a realization for me. It's like, um, and it, it's funny. I just had a one-on-one shout out to Ashley. Um, she said this in our one-on-one at the end of the day, when you're buried, there's no pockets in your casket. Money doesn't really matter. And so I loved that because it just was a reminder to me of like, if I can't live my life in this moment right now and enjoy what is probably one of the most precious moments of my life, like these, these pockets of peace, ew, I hate that because it makes me think of that girl on TikTok, but like these pockets of peace in my life and these just moments of, of just joy, there's joy all around me that kids are laughing. Like I have, should not have a worry in the world. And yet I'm worried. And that is a perfect example of I'm not living my life in the way that I want to. And I constantly have these reminders throughout my life. And it's just because I'm in this, I have a growth mindset, obviously. And it's, I'm always seeking to be better. I'm always seeking to be better than I was the day before. And so I'm constantly evolving and trying to be this amazing person and the person that I want to be in the person that I want my children to look up to and X, Y, Z. And so it's just these constant reminders of no matter how far I've come and I've come a far away, I can tell you that there's still so much growth and so much learning to be done. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that's the biggest thing, but yeah, I think that leads us kind of right into our, our topic of um, where are we with our new year's goals and what happens if we're looking, if it's June now and we're looking around and we're going, Oh shit. this did not go the way that I wanted it to. Yeah. And you know what happens next? I got a word for you, a regroup. Mm -hmm. And that's totally okay. It's totally okay to regroup. It's totally okay to realize that life got in the way a little bit and you need to, you know, just move things around a little bit, maybe lessen the, I guess, load of the goals that you set for yourself. Yeah. And that's okay. And you shouldn't beat yourself up over it. I think there's always something to be learned with failure that's the beauty of failure is there's always a lesson that you can take away from it. You're not truly failing unless you, A, don't try at all, and B, you don't learn anything. 
So that is straight out of my life coaching certification. Thank you very much. Oh, which by the way, hello, I've got an update. I'm a certified life coach. Holla. Holy for life fixed. I got you. Oh my God, congrats. And you know what? That's so amazing too. I think this is huge. Julie's like saying that she is now officially a life coach, but she still has a life coach. And that's like the same thing that we talked about with therapy in the past and whatever perspective you guys is freaking everything because I'm a coach and you bet that the number one way I make myself a better coach is by taking as many coaches classes as I can, as going to as many different coaches as I can and picking up small tidbits on that. But that's exciting, girl. You know why though, Jess, and I learned this, you know, I was really nervous to do my life coaching certification because in my mind, when I close my eyes and I thought of a life coach, I'm like, oh, this is a person that's enlightened. They live a perfect life and they're going to teach me how to live a perfect life. No, that's actually not what a life coach is. A life coach actually really isn't going to do much of anything as far as actually giving you things like you're not going to go into the life coach and go, um, hi, I work a minimum wage job right now. And my boyfriend's cheating on me and blah, blah, blah. And the life coach isn't going to go, okay, this place over here is hiring and you're going to get this job. And then you're going to get this apartment. And then your boyfriend, you're going to get rid of him. And then you're going to meet a guy with that new job. Cause there's a cute guy that's single. That's not what a life coach is going to do. A life coach is simply going to listen and give you the tools for you to figure it out on your own. And that is why I can't do that for myself. Nobody can do that for themselves. That's why you hire a life coach. So I'm really, really excited. I, um, today was my first like day of one-on-ones today since getting my certification. And I totally felt like confident and great about like the conversations I had. So it was a really good feeling. I feel really proud of myself. And you know me, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm proud. No, you gotta be, you should, you've got to celebrate yourself. So, um, have you ever listened to the motivational speaker, Les Brown? No. Okay. Mm. So part of my, part of my regroup, as you said, like I said, I had that realization. I was like, oh my God, holy smokes, it's June. And I'm, oh, still working that job that I cannot stand. And I'm still balancing things out because to be honest, I just did not set myself up for success the way that I intended to, AKA, like you said, life happens, but you don't ever want to give up. You don't ever want to throw in the towel. You just got to regroup. So that's one of the main reasons I said, let me set myself up with a couple of steps, get off social media. I want to start my mornings a different way. And I want to use more lists and write more things down to really make sure that I'm achieving these shorter, smart goals within this long-term mind frame. Because as awesome as it sounds to be like, Hey, I'm done with this job. I quit. Um, realistically, you know, we do have health insurance. We have to think about a lot of you guys have kids you have to think about. And so while it's, it's easy to be selfish in the moment, a lot of times I think that it's important to, you know, take a step back and think of the long-term consequences as well. And that does not go to say that you shouldn't have absolute faith in yourself, because if you are not your biggest ally, you cannot expect anybody else to align with that. But Mm -hmm let's just be realistic. So getting off social media in the morning, I've been committing every single day I go to orange theory. So I coach three or four days a week. I have a 15 to 30 minute drive. I'm like, I'm going to listen to a different motivational speaker on my car ride. I'm not going to try to do it. I'm just going to do it because every single time I say, I'm going to try and do this. I end up listening to some bullshit music that puts my mood into a different perspective and yada, yada. So the actual podcast, or it's not even a podcast. The actual actual motivational speech that I'm talking about. It's Les Brown, L-E-S, 15 minute morning motivation. And this man is very well renowned. 
he is known, he does public speaking all the time, but this one little morning motivation that I listened to this morning, a couple things really hit home and kind of, you know, were positive for how I think I'm going to move forward. One of those, I'm going to screw this up because I'm not a brain doctor or whatever, neurologist, you know, not a brain doctor or a neurologist, if you're wondering, (laughs) (laughs) take that to the bank with you. But, um, he talks about how in the first 20 minutes that you're awake, your brain activity, the brain functioning at a specific level is at a much higher level than it normally is throughout the day. And so basically what you feed your brain in those first 20 minutes really sets the tone for the rest of your day. And he was like, so let's say, I mean, he didn't say this exactly. These are not his words. This is Jessica's words, but he was, you know, essentially if you wake up in the morning, the first thing out of your mouth is, oh shit, I have to take my kids to school. How am I going to get breakfast in my mouth? I've got a half ass of workout. You're literally leading your brain function for the day on that negative spiral. But if you wake up and the first thing you say to yourself is I'm happy, I'm awake, I'm alive. I have the abilities to do these. Um, you're going to set your tone for a more positive day, which we've talked about before for sure. Mm-hmm. And yep. then the other thing that he said, please guys, if you have 15 minutes, go and listen to this. It, I'm there, going to. Oh yeah. There's so many different things he says. And what's interesting is that I think regardless, however many times you listen to it, you can pull something else, but he kind of left off with this African proverb. And the proverb was if there, if no enemy exists inside of you, then no external enemy can come against you. And I was like, wow, sit on that for a second. Yeah. Like there, if there is no internal enemy, that voice inside your head that says you can't do it, what's even the point you're going to fail or what happens if you do fail? Mm -hmm. If you have that internal enemy, the external enemies, the things that are against you are going to win. But if that doesn't exist and you just believe in yourself and you reset your mind and you frame things differently, then the external things around you are going to start to support and feed that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, Mm -hmm. like that is me to a T because I'm the first person to doubt myself. It's almost like, I feel like I'm doing myself a favor when I doubt myself first, because I'm not even giving somebody an opportunity to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually really interesting too, because that's a lot of what I, one of my favorite parts of my certification was talking about cognitive behavioral therapy and basically retraining your brain, um, to, you know, that little negative voice in your head that we're talking about that little negative voice, that's not you. That's, you can give it a name and that's that person. Anyway, I I could just go down a rabbit hole. What's her name, Julie? What's your internal voice's name? I haven't named mine yet. Cause I have, I didn't have the mental capacity that day to like go through it myself because they do encourage you to do it yourself too. There were a few other exercises I did do myself. Um, I will say, um, I, one of the ones, other ones that I really liked a lot was doing like the touch points um, closing your eyes, kind of doing a meditation and thinking about a memory or a time in your life where you felt really happy, a time in your life where you felt fulfilled, a time in your life where you felt inspired. And as you're imagining this memory in your head, you touch a place on your body that doesn't get touched a lot. So like they say the, um, the skin between your pointer finger and your thumb is like one of the more common places people will use, but you have to touch it at the climax of the memory. And then you have to let go before the memory, like that feeling fizzles out in the memory. Does that make sense? So anyway, the point of it is it, if you do it and you practice enough, you should be able to touch that spot on yourself and instantly feel those feelings. It's really, really interesting. I learned, I have to say, 
I really did learn a lot and it was really incredible. And even just as you were talking, I was thinking of so many things that I could say or respond to that like would help you or help anybody. Anyway, do you want to be my first client, Jess? That's all I'm I was asking. literally going to say this podcast is going to take on a whole different direction. And like, I'm so here for it because yeah. it's awesome to share that kind of stuff. Even, even if it's something that you've heard before, like you could say something to me that maybe I've heard before or maybe whatever, but a, when it's somebody coming from somebody that you trust and that you value their opinion, I think it means more, but yeah. like, I'm so into everything you're saying yeah. right now. I love the name, the voice inside your head. I yeah. really like that. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. So you give it a name, you imagine it as like a funny looking character. Like a lot of people do a clown or if you're scared of clowns, don't do that. But you like, basically you make it look really silly and you make, you can even play like silly music like behind it when you imagine it. And then you go through this whole activity of like saying those things and then like basically like invalidating it. And then that person, that little person in your head, that person doesn't have voice that anymore. Like they don't have anything that matters. So it's really powerful, honestly. And a lot, there was a lot of content about your subconscious and the effect that that has on you. And, you know, have you ever been driving home from work and all of a sudden you pull in your driveway and you're like, wait, how did I get here? It's because, and I need to pull up the numbers, but your subconscious mind is actually the majority of your thinking. It's really, really interesting. So, um, I don't want to get too woo woo or too scientific here, but I will, let's go ahead and close out the podcast with this. If you can close your eyes and you can take a look at your life, I want you to think is our no not is are my actions that i'm doing today better serving me to reach the goals that are at the forefront of my mind and depending on that answer will depend on the course of action you take next and i think that that is definitely the realization that you had without even really fully realizing mm -hmm. that that's what was happening and you kind of are almost like self-coaching yourself without realizing it. So I'm really proud of you. I have to say that. I'm really happy to see you taking care of yourself and bettering yourself. Um, I'm certainly on that path right now too. So I'm right here with you, sister. Mid-year goals, not many people are on that. But if you are, you are definitely fully in a growth mindset. And that is totally the place to be. It, if you have a growth mindset, you're not complacent and you're ready to change in a positive way. And that's totally okay. So with that, happy Friday. I hope happy you have a Friday, Friday, beautiful people. Beautiful, sexy folks. Have a great Friday and we will see you next week. Toodaloo.